Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show with you for the next 30 minutes or so. And here with us, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Holy smokes, we've got a lot. So let's get right to it. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. The hire vets are the number one home team inspection service in the country. And we love them yes, for sir. that. You can reach them at their new number. Please make note. It's 844-411-TEAM. There you go. Love it. 844-411-TEAM. Good morning. Also here, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. Chuck does a lot. Not only does he do closings, he does wills, and uh, he just did one for me. Um, and Greg's. And Brad, maybe you need to talk to Chuck about a will. Possibly. I need an update. We need an update. Hey, there you go. Chuck's the guy. I mean, he really does a lot, and uh, if he says on a regular basis, if he doesn't do it, he knows somebody who does do it. That's Chuck Crosby at 499-6360. Also, my son Greg is here, and he does our marketing and photography and so much more. And of course, you can reach me anytime on my cell phone at 376-5483. All right, let's get to it. A couple of notes. Uh, we were so busy last week, we promoted a couple of things that we never got to. So we're going to get to them today on this show. we got a lot going on, including is it time to move into a single-story home even during COVID? Also, 10 remodeling mistakes that will reduce your home's resale value. But up first, we're so swamped, I thought it would be important if we go through a fairly quick checklist, a list of what home buyers need to be ready to do prior to closing, just in the whole scheme of selling your home uh, buying a home and what you need to do. This is the buyer's side. So let's start with removing contingencies. So Chuck, as the attorney of the group, removing contingencies that include an inspection and appraisal and financing. How would you sum those and up? Anything else. Yep. Things that uh, you, know, you made the contract contingent upon or uh, the contract didn't need to be fulfilled if those contingencies did not occur. So you have to make sure that they're all that they've all occurred. Otherwise, you walk from the contract, or that you remove them if they or haven't occurred. Them. Right. Yeah. Next is clearing a title. So when you buy a home, you take title to the property. So Chuck, that's part of your responsibility of what you and your right. friends do over there. Right. You guys, you're the one that uh, keeps an eye on those contingencies. But when it gets to me, we've run the title. That is to say, we've gone back and done a, a record search on the property all the way back, all the way forward to make sure that people that are selling it have the right to sell and that uh, there aren't going to be any liens or encumbrances on it. Then we move on to getting final mortgage pr approval, which can be difficult because in these COVID times, it's very possible that the lender that you work with, no matter who it is, may have a policy that they call your employment the day of closing, like even a minute before they close and say, are you still employed? Bob, when you, when yeah. you did yeah. your refi, I know they did yeah. this to me. They, they made me write, because I'm self-employed, they made me write a letter talking about my business insolvency through COVID and how we think we're going to be able to weather the storm. So, hmm. you know, that was, and that was at the end hour. They're like, oh, by the way, we want you to do this. You know, you're supposed to close tomorrow, but we need a letter. I didn't and they that. do that. They I do that. You actually did sign something, Bob, that said that uh, you oh, didn't did I? feel that, that COVID was going to affect your income. 
Uh, okay. It's it's in every package. I'm now, pretty sure I walked you through that with when I was helping you out when doing the um, all right. some of the other stuff that they were asking for. There's they, so they, many they had papers. just done with me, so I was on the on yeah. the ball for it. It's it's with every loan. Same thing with uh, double checking the uh, employment. That has actually slowed down uh, a few closings where uh, they aren't able to get a hold of the uh, uh, the person to verify. So you know you wait in closing until it's done. And that's tough. I mean, because really, there are people who go to closing and haven't alerted their um, HR, their H, what are the HR department uh, or yeah. their employment people to say, "Hey, I'm gonna, you're gonna get a call confirming that I am still employed, gainfully employed from uh, from you folks." So remember to do that if that's what, in fact, you're planning on closing. Let's move on. You're gonna review the closing disclosure. At one time called a HUD, now it's a CD. Uh, and you want to go over what that is, Chuck? Well, um, they actually, uh, back in October, uh, what was it, 3rd of 2015, took away the HUDs. Uh, you don't do a HUD with a loan anymore. It's uh, You can do them on cash deals, but you're doing an Alta, which shows all the number uh, numbers, buyer, seller side. You can have them broken up, broken up depending on uh, a party's uh, desires. But uh, the CD is what uh, the banks are required to get to the uh, uh, to the buyers. Uh, of course, seller CD is also uh, prepared. Um, but uh, it's kind of difficult to understand. I've never yet met anybody that would pick up a CD as the preferred way to know the numbers. So what we do is we also prepare uh, what they call an Alta, which again, is just a spreadsheet. It's, it looks very similar to what a HUD did. Uh, and that that's what we go over. That's what we send out. And uh, it's easily understood. And this is supposed to be sent out three days prior to closing? At least three days prior. Um, but that's only on the buyer's side. I see a lot of people right. saying, oh, I'm a seller. I haven't got it. It's three days. It's like, yeah, there's, there's no regulation related to that. It's important you know, thing like, for people to be fearful. Be like, yeah. wait a second. Where's my three days? They're like, oh, no, it doesn't affect No, no, no. Only to the buyer. Uh, the consumer, for some reason, uh, the way the regulations are written is only the buyer. Uh, which boggles my mind, but you know, both have it's a financial the only stake. Well, yeah, one's one's making a specific no, amount of no. money to pay off their loan, and both, one's they're both consumers. they're both equally important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so you hopefully you've got your closing disclosure three days prior to. By the way, if you don't, you can't close. Am I correct on that, Mister Crosby? That is correct. You can't yep. waive it. It's got to be done. Got to be done. Uh, what what I've found a lot of banks doing is um, there are tolerances. If I send out a and I don't send them out. If the bank sends out a CD um, and the numbers go down, you don't have to redisclose. So what they'll do is they'll shoot out a high side uh, CD ah. well in advance, uh, sometimes a week in advance. Uh, and then if it goes down, well, you yeah, know, great. Uh, if it goes up, then they have to redisclose. Got it. Hopefully, before you close, you and your agent have done a walkthrough to make sure that the things that were brought to your attention by your inspection have been completed. That's hopefully where if you're doing the right thing, you're using home team. Brad Lawler, what does that walk through look like? What should it look like for the buyer and the buyer's agent? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of points, I don't do the walkthroughs with them. Uh, yeah. we've, we've been through a few, but at the point that they're doing the walkthrough, everything that uh, the seller agreed to repair during the negotiation should already be completed. Now, it's not uncommon for us to be asked to come in and do a reinspection prior to that final walkthrough, but at that final walkthrough, 
all of that should be knocked out, completed, and the seller should be able to provide the receipts for the work that was done so you know exactly who did the work and what work was, was completed. Will home team go back, I, I would suspect, for a fee if the buyer and the buyer agent want you to double check on we, things that they're not familiar with? Yes, we do what are called reinspections. Um, we'll we'll do I don't know maybe one every every other week or so. Uh, they're they're not uncommon. Uh, when there's a lot of repairs to be made or technical repairs to be made, it's it's not uncommon for them to have one of our inspectors go back and double check the work that was done. Got it, Chuck. From a legal standpoint, if something is not done, let's just say. For all intents and purposes, you, agent goes back in with the buyer and the refrigerator is uh, has been turned off or unplugged. And now the agent plugs it back in, but it's not enough time for the refrigerator to cool down. It would be our team's position that something be written up at closing that survives the closing that says that if either, and we suggest not to close until you can confirm that the refrigerator is in fact working properly. But is there language as an attorney truck that you could put into play that would hold the buyer, uh, the seller responsible if the buyer finds that the refrigerator is not working a day or so after closing? Yeah, you can always uh, put in an addenda like that. Now, as a typical matter from my perspective, uh, since I'm there representing the lender, I'm the lender's attorney, uh, the uh, items like the stove or the refrigerator have no value and specifically have been waived uh, as to the transaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why the agents have to make sure that they keep an eye on that because technically that it doesn't mean anything to me. But I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, what are the... I've heard recently uh, some agents arguing over whether you should do it the day before or the morning of. Uh, What's your thought? I think it's a toss-up. And unfortunately, if you do it the day before, something could happen between the time you've seen the house and the it's the uh, old time it's just close, like, what can right? you can you stay there until you know ten minutes before closing and then run over to make sure you know nothing's happened before then. Um, but yeah. it does raise a good point. But I think that's where, um, and it's very few cases you see where something could happen by the time you go close and come back, um, or you don't get to close. The seller goes and maybe a uh, a buyer takes possession and never goes and shows up to closing and then they stay in the house and then there's things yeah. like that. There's all sorts of crazy things that well, can happen and there's yeah. always the what if. Well, yeah. I will say the, the best response on that from us would be to go the day before and just before closing twice. That yeah, way, the reason you go the day before is so if there is a problem, you get on the horn with the buyer, the seller. Right. And they get well, and the main thing is, remember, we want to make sure that these repairs, that's, that's the goal. Yeah, it's that's, not to like see if something is going to break in between now and then. It's if you go in the day before and something's not done, then you have a couple of hours or maybe a night for them to get in yeah. there and fix it before closing, which would be great. Right. Rather than going morning up and that's, being like, oh, yeah. we're not going to close. Well, that's what I've, s- I've run into is where there's, there's a big ticket item that needs to be done that wasn't quite done. So they need to scramble for it. You can never do that day of. Right. It, it, it's case by case, and I always say yeah. it goes down to value. How how big of a ticket is that item? Is it war- does it warrant the stress and agony? You have movers lined up. You you know what are the things? And that's why yeah. I guess Bob was saying is that where's that language that maybe you can protect yourself and say okay if this we're gonna go ahead and close because we have to, and if this doesn't get remedied, we have some sort of teeth to help make sure this is remedied. 
Brad, you had something that you wanted to jump in with? Well, Sorry. I was just going to say, because we hear a lot about HVAC units that aren't working, so they turn thermostats off. If you do it the day before, then you can find refrigerators, you know, that are unplugged. You plug them back in, you know, check them again the next day. Same thing, just to make sure that the air is working. You know, it's not that we've had a few times where people have called saying, hey, the air's not working. We just moved into the house today. Why didn't you catch that? Well, it was working fine the day we did the inspection you know, a month earlier. So, you know, those things do happen. All right. Wrapping this up after the walkthrough, then there's some necessary documentation that you need to bring to the closing table. And Chuck Crosby, it's all yours. What needs yeah. to be brought? Well, typically, uh, if you're, if you've sold a house and uh, you're coming to buy a house, I'm going to want to see a copy of that uh, closing disclosure. The seller gets a closing disclosure. thing that uh, has been plaguing me in the last couple of weeks is there's a lot of entities that do closings here in town that don't give a copy of the CD to the seller. Or if they do, it's unsigned. And it's like, wait a minute, that's kind of important uh, yeah. for the you know buyers and sellers to have signed CDs. So uh, if you're selling a house and using money from that to buy a new house, uh, chances are I'm going to need to see that CD. Obviously, I'm going to need a picture ID, government-issued picture ID that is still uh, uh, valid. Uh, that whole, hey, there's 90 days for uh, driver's licenses, et cetera, et cetera, that technically is passed. Now, there's some banks that still allow it, but mm -hmm. uh, that time frame has passed. Uh, so if your license is expired, you need to go get it. Yeah, Greg. I just moved. Uh, I, I need to go get one of the new ones oh, anyways. Yeah. Are yeah. we yeah. hearing that Greg didn't bring his ID? Oh. <laughs> no, no, it's just, no, no, no. Just All right. All right. So that wrap, is anything else that they need to bring? Uh, obviously, uh, if I, anything I, the bank says. A lot of times yeah. what happens is I'll get somebody saying, oh, hey, my loan officer told me to bring this. Yep. And I'll usually say, oh, yeah, I forgot to ask for that. And I'll, I'll take it from even though I was never told to pick it up. Uh, it. If your loan officer tells you to bring something, it's a good idea to bring it. And finally, I would suggest you bring a check just in the event there's a small amount that is different. That's a good idea. Yeah, right, uh, to uh, pay to buy that house. There might, even though the closing disclosure says you might owe a $1,000 and you bring a certified check for $1,000, it may be $1,005. So bring a check for the $5. Uh, I think, Chuck, and other closing attorneys take cash, but they prefer not to. Am I correct? That would be accurate. That's right. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, and when we come back, we got so much more to talk about. So I'm not even going to promote that. But let me also just tell you, if you want to hear about what our sellers are saying about us or see, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Want to read about it, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. That's LouisvilleZillow.com. We are with our good friends, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Office at 499 6360 also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does our photography and marketing and so much more. And of course, you can reach me, Bob Sikola, anytime at 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499 
888-253-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sokoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank fame. We really do adore Barbara. She's great help to us and a mentor, and we thank her. Uh, here with us on the uh, Louisville Real Estate Show for the next 10 minutes or so, we've got Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Services at 844-411-TEAM. And then my son, Greg, who does our marketing and photography and so much more. And you can, of course, reach me, Bob Sokol, anytime. We're looking. We need homes to list and sell because we're selling them on all the ones we get, 3765483. And if you're thinking you want to sell your home for top dollar and fast, send me an email. We've got a, uh, it's a booklet that's online. Send it right to you with more than 150 steps on how to get more money for your home. Send me to bob at com and put the subject selling my home in the subject line. All right. So a couple of things. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, is it time to move into a single-story home? One of the things that a lot of people are thinking about, especially if you're a baby boomer. So what are the benefits of buying a one-story home? Well, energy efficiency goes in addition to the fact that you don't have to typically climb stairs. Right? Don't we all agree as we get older, we're not so happy about it. Well, Greg doesn't. Yes. No, yes, I, I fought with this. I'm like, do you do it? And I'm like, I want to I climb stairs. I got a friend whose dad's, you know, he's a former Holocaust survivor. He's like 86. Yep. I know. He's lived up. He, they still climb upstairs. Now they're getting ready to net, yeah. downsize. Downsize, but, right, yeah. But also, as long as you can climb those stairs. So single family homes are also easier to maintain doing a general cleaning. Single story requires less effort. Let's face it, with all the leaves coming down uh, these days, if you've got a two-story home and you've got gutters on the top floor, Brad, the last thing, yeah. even you, that your people climb ladders, you don't want to be climbing a ladder to clean gutters, right? No, 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 no. I've, I've, got, I've got friends that will clean the, uh, the gutters for you. Please, that's please get gutter guards. And, yeah. Yeah. That's half the reason I stole Bob's ladder and I haven't given it back to him. Yes, I don't want I, him on his. Well, thanks. That's I, right. I, it's it, yeah. I, you know. Okay. It's difficult to find a 20-foot ladder. Uh, it My took garage. me a while. I've got a, I've got a 30 foot for you, Chuck. So Ooh. excellent. 
So something else that is uh, important, I think it's good resale value. As more baby boomers get to the point where they don't want to climb stairs, and then the generations behind us baby boomers, a single-story house could have a higher resale value when it comes time to selling. If you look at the growth rate of people in our area, uh, due to the high demand of these types of houses, it's easier to resell them, and depending upon the growth rate of the area, it increases in value significantly. So those are some things that are happening, even now during COVID times, to think about. Uh, one of the things I sent out earlier, there was a report that came out, I sent to Brad to look at, I thought this was rather interesting, Stucco has actually become the most popular exterior choice for new homes in parts of the country. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it really, I think it, we probably ought to call it synthetic stucco or yeah. you know, material. Well, Eves, yeah. It's, that's what they're talking about. Eves. Um, you know, we would know it as, as stucco or drive it around here. A lot of, a lot of homes are being built um, with at least portions of the house that are trimmed out. And that stucco or the eaves, uh, a lot of manufactured uh, stone veneer, you know, that, that, that stone look uh, applied similar, similar um, methods. But if not done correctly, can do a significant amount of damage. Uh, one, of the, one of my inspectors is one of the only certified uh, EFs and MSV inspectors in the entire region. Uh, so we do a lot of those type of inspections, which actually require us to drill into the product to make sure that there's no moisture back in behind it. But um, a lot of issues, if not uh, installed correctly. And I would tell you that here in the Louisville area, stucco is at a minimum in terms of building materials. Before moving here in 1994, I was a reporter and anchor in Atlanta, and we owned a stucco home. Yeah. Uh, no problems, but uh, more prevalent in uh, the Atlanta and some southern states, including Florida. Florida. It's, it's everywhere Florida. in Florida. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but not so much here. Can you, the, you guys guess what the second most common uh, cover to a home is besides uh, stucco being number one throughout the country? Anyone take a guess? Vinyl, just for the sheer volume. Vinyl is it? Vinyl. Very good. Vinyl. Yeah. It's the second most common option at 25%, followed by fiber cement siding, which is also known as hardy plank hardy or board. hardy board, right? Okay, yeah. That's at 21%, and only about 5% of new homes last year used wood or wood products, and 1% were clad in stone, rock, or other stone materials. I find that the survey a little disturbing because so many homes here in our area use brick. And that didn't seem yeah. to come up. And that, as you know, here in Louisville. That cement hardy board, though, is, is being used quite a lot. Currently. Oh, I know that. Oh, I know. But it, for a lot of areas, you go through the highlands, St. Matthews, you got brick everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah brick, brick veneer is very, very common here. If um, a lot of us who are staying in homes are longer and don't want to move because we can't find another house, uh, are possibly saying, okay, time to remodel your house, right? So there are some mistakes that you can make. Um, I would tell you one that you won't make because Chuck just did it. Chuck Crosby is expanding your deck. That's a good move. You did it. You know, Lee Harris also mm -hmm. expanded her desk over at Limestone, yeah. her deck over at Limestone. Really? The two of you. Well, have to hey, she had to copy me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but something's not to do according to this report. Um, and this comes from a reputable place. Um, and if I see the name of it, I'll give you the name where it came from. But no, it actually comes from Bob Vila's group. Um, home buyers either love swimming pools or hate them, which means if you have an in-ground pool, you should expect a fair number of potential buyers and your price range will immediately cross your home off their list. 
That said, I was always up until this year said that uh, 10% of people who are looking for homes are looking for homes with pools. And if you have one, they'll beat a path to your door. But this year that changed because of COVID more people are staying home and more people want a pool. And yes. if you talk to what pool companies, what are they saying, Fred, you know, the, the back up on getting a pool installed these days? It's almost a year. I think yeah. they're well into next, next summer. I heard even longer installs. In yeah. Case. Could be yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm not so sure about it uh, in ground pool being a bad thing, but just consider what the options are. Maintenance. maintenance. Yeah. Contrasting styles. If you live in a colonial style home, for example, putting a stucco addition on, uh, not so good. You want to mm-hmm. stay with, and some, there's some communities that have building restrictions that uh, would prevent you from putting stucco with the, the, the brick, let's say, if you have a colonial style. So be careful about that. Using substandard materials, you may opt, like when Chuck went to build his enormous deck that he put on the house, what material did you use as the flooring? Was it um, uh, man-made? Was it, uh, what did, do you remember what you used? Or? Yeah. yeah, it's just regular uh, treated uh, lumber for the floor, but on the top of the rails, we did the... Uh, uh, what do they call that? Trex or something yeah, like tracks. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Good. The, the last thing you want to do is use materials that could disintegrate or not wear properly like no. untreated wood, which I've seen done on decks and it's terrible. you got a big problem. Something else to think about is not going with trendy fans. You, know, you may be into retro decor, but a living room with deep orange wall-to-wall shag carpeting, that's just not going to fly in today's market. I know you may like it, but you should also always consider selling the home down the road in case you have to. So when you make improvements, do them with an eye or thought about possibly reselling the house. That also goes for substandard workmanship because it's going to be seen by inspectors like home team. Also code infractions. You need to make sure, and this happens all the time. Let's say you got a buddy who does electrical work. You're going to finish out your basement and you don't pull a permit to have it finished. Now, the home team or any inspection company comes in, they notice there's no sticker. What happens then at that point, Brent? Well, we're not really looking for the sticker, but we, we identify a lot of safety defects that are done by handymen. And then, of course, that naturally leads to the question about were there permits pulled? Now, in Jefferson County, you can have access to the permits through the database. Now, other surrounding counties, it's, it's not as easy to, uh, to find if you can find them at all. But in Jefferson County, anyway, it's simple to find out whether or not a permit was pulled for the work that was done. Because we see a lot of handyman and homeowner type of um, renovation work that's that's not good, but we're really looking for safety defects. We're not looking for the the code stickers because in in Kentucky and in Indiana, both home inspectors can't uh, even quote code. Quote code, yeah. uh, right? But uh, just to know those code stickers are are you know they stay fresh for about you know as long as a loaf of bread. You know, as soon as the guy's walking out the door after the inspection, it's pretty much you know not not worth anything any longer couple of the quick things as we wrap up on this garage conversions. If you're going to need more living space, to incur- there are people who actually convert their garage into a rec room or studio. Your Be careful sister. how you do it. Yep, my sister did it. Uh, poor energy efficiency. Make sure you've got energy efficient windows if you're going to be doing any upgrades. That's important when you come to resell. Skimpy storage. If you don't have a lot of storage in your home, that could be a problem when it comes time to resell. And then poor room access. The last thing you want to do is walk through a room to go to another room because there are codes that 
uh, prevent you from calling the second room an actual bedroom if you have. Hey, don't hate on Germantown and Smoketown. That's like half of the houses down there. (laughs) But if the if the uh, the number of homes in a given area, yeah, yeah, then it it will become uh, you can count it is what it comes down to. And one other thing, just be very careful if you try to finish a room over a garage because you've got some fire rating issues that take place. So. Um, you, you really have to work with a contractor that knows how to essentially put in the, the proper fire barriers between your garage and the room that would go above it if it wasn't originally designed and built that way. Not to mention the walls, and if you're putting a bathroom in, that's an outside wall, correct? That becomes a problem oh, with cooling. We had, we had major issues on my last home with the builder, and it was a brand new build, um, and our builder had to come back multiple times. Now, I'm sure you know it was to code the fire rating was there, but there was still insulation issues within that exterior wall where there was plumbing pipes going up that continuously yeah. were freezing. We had to get right. extra insulation blown in, all that stuff. And that was after the fact. So, yes. Should have yeah. been, you know. There's a lot to go into it if you're thinking about um, making changes uh, because you're living in there longer. If there are questions, we're always here to help you. Chuck Crosby is the guy to call at Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. My good thanks to him. Also to Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does our marketing and photography and so much more. Mm. And if by chance you want to see a replay of this show, the video portion of it, go to louisvilleanswers.com. And if you want to reach me, Bob Sikola, anytime, 376-5483. Gang, we're out of time. We will see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.